Welcome back, guys, to McKay's Mindspace. I am your host, Michaela Philo, and we are back again with Melissa today. I'm super excited because I know last week we just touched on so much good stuff, and today we're going to get into so much more. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, you need to, and today is going to be just as good. So let's get into it. Welcome back to part two. <laughs> so before we pick apart everything involving non-toxic living, why, what, when did you begin living a non-toxic lifestyle and kind of give a brief description to the listeners of what non-toxic even means? Yeah, so I think I kind of started to get into it probably within the last couple of years. It definitely was not something I was super aware of in the very beginning of my health and wellness journey. It's something I kind of picked up on like later. And really, it was just from like awareness that I found from like other people's podcasts. And I kind of started looking into it. And the company I work for does a lot of toxin um, testing, which I actually ended up doing um, this past year, probably like six months ago. Um, but I think like living a non-toxic lifestyle is really important to me because I don't think I realized beforehand what you put on your body and what you expose yourself to does have a direct effect on your biology and how you feel, how you function, how you sleep. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about what we're eating, but it's also about like, what are we exposed to um, mm -hmm. just on a daily basis? Yeah. And I do think that it's becoming more of a trend and it's being more talked about. Like people are like, mm -hmm. wait, like should I be using this cleaner? Like, should I be using this product? And like, you don't think about it because mm -hmm. why would you? Yeah. So everyone uses it. So yeah. um, I think that's really cool that you are getting into it. I know I'm kind of getting into it now. I'm like gradually switching out my deodorant, my toothpaste. Like I'm like, <laughs> shit, I didn't know all this stuff I was using that I loved. It's crazy. So with that being said, I've realized that there's so many different categories of non-toxic living and I think that it all started off, you know, like I said, with just seeing stuff on the internet and now I'm like afraid to even buy fruit in a plastic bowl or mm -hmm. container or anything. But I want to start off with home and environmental toxins first. So what are some of your tips on improving your home environment? 
So the approach that I take is how can we reduce 80% of the exposure with just 20% of the effort? So it's not about eliminating every single little toxin in your home because it's just impossible, especially like just in our environments, we can't avoid everything. But I think the things that come to mind are what water are you drinking? What water are you bathing in? Like, do you have a shower filter? Um, do you have an air purifier? And what cleaning products are you using uh, throughout your home? Because if you think about it, it's very minimal effort to switch out like your cleaning products and detergents and water filter because you do it once and you never have to think about it again. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I have to keep up with on a daily basis. So just like switching out your water filter, if you don't have one, definitely getting one. It doesn't have to be expensive either. They have like really cheap ones for like 30 or $40 that you can just get like on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Those will make a big difference. Uh, and are you talking about like a water filter? For like your kitchen sink and like your bathroom. Yeah, or one okay. even on your shower. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people think like, yeah, the water you drink is really important, but the water that you shower in is actually very important too. Yeah. And people think, oh, because we're absorbing it through our skin, but it's not just that. You're breathing in the water vapor. That's getting into your lungs. That gets into your system faster than absorbing through your skin or eating through your yeah. stomach. So it is kind of, um, that's definitely an important one. It's it's pretty inexpensive. And then switching out your cleaning products. So I love Branch Basics, like seventh generation. They make good products. There's so many non-toxic brands. Um, if you want to be really cost effective, you can even just like make your own with like water, essential oils, you know, vinegar. You can look up different recipes and that's extremely cheap to do. Mm -hmm. um, same with like laundry detergent. It's better for you. Um, it's better for your clothes. It's yeah. cheaper. Um, but the biggest thing probably that is really hard to avoid is like fragrance because in all these cleaners and all these detergents and things like that is fragrance so going mm -hmm. fragrance free it's kind of an adjustment like shock at first because we're used to that like clean smell with everything but yeah going fragrance free I think is really important and just switching out the little things that you use on a like a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. so like immediately when you say that I think of pumpkin spice candles because yes. it's about it's like <laughs> about to be Thanksgiving and Halloween and everything and we had like a million pumpkin candles and i finally got rid of our last one and I just put in two diffusers and my boyfriend's like why does it smell like that in here and I'm like <laughs> because this is the way our house is really supposed to smell and I've just learned that like those candles and all those fragrances are so bad for us and I don't have the same headaches anymore like I yeah I didn't even realize I was having and like I listened to this podcast actually yesterday and she had said like you know like if you are putting something in your home to mask a smell like there's something wrong with your home like yeah. you shouldn't have to mask a smell in your home you should just like if you want people to like think your house smells like flowers when you walk in you know what I mean or orange or mm -hmm. lemon like that's what it should be and like yeah. when you think about it like that it's like it really just like clicks you know yeah like in your home is your sanctuary like that's mm -hmm. like when we were talking about like a clear space clear mind so like what I'm breathing in just matters so much. We have a air purifier here, but something I don't do is the filters. And that's why I asked because I was yeah, like, water so filter. that's something that I mm -hmm. really, really want to do like and look at two more. Yeah, I think for like drinking water too, I usually buy spring water. But if you can get like a reverse osmosis, mm -hmm. that's really great. But then you do have to remineralize your water if you're going to do that because then it takes out all the good stuff in the yeah. water too, unfortunately. But yeah. definitely a shower filter. 
And then just switching out like your cleaning and laundry detergent. Those are like really big steps. And going back to the candles, definitely switching out candles. <laughs> That's a hard one because all my favorite scents and fragrances are very toxic. They yeah, have like, I was like, I love candles. I yeah. mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like candles. And it's not that I don't ever wear perfume, but it's like I'm not going to drown myself in it every single day. Mm -hmm. Like I'll wear it when I'm going out on the weekend or, you know, I'm not perfect, but just reducing your exposure can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people even think about perfumes or anything when mm -hmm. we're talking about this. And I, I know that too, like that certain, they're supposed to be like, now they have clean fragrances and everything, but no one even knows why that they have that out. Like, you know, yeah. like they, they just don't know. So I know it's almost winter in Ohio, but what are some benefits that you think there are for us connecting with nature more? So like specifically when it comes to toxins and being outside more? Yeah. So I think just being outside, I mean, we can't control the air quality and things like that. Like there's a lot that we can't really do. Um, but I think there's other benefits to just getting outside in general, even if it's, like uh, opening up the windows in your home is actually really important, even mm -hmm. if it is like winter or cold outside. We don't realize how toxic the air is inside of our house from like all the aerosols and the fragrances and all of that. So actually reducing the exposure inside your home, um, it's really good to like open the windows up and get some of that fresh air in. Um, as far as like going outside just for your health and wellness in general, I think that like grounding is really important to like reduce inflammation. I still go outside every morning to get sunlight in my eyes in the morning and all of that. Um, but from a toxic exposure perspective, like all we can do is just like focus on the small daily habits that we can use to detoxify every day because we can't really control what we're exposed to, mm -hmm. you know, when we walk outside. Yeah, I agree. And I talk a lot on my podcast about like the mental practices of being able to go outside and mm -hmm. just how being in the sunlight literally can just like make you happier yeah and just make you feel like at peace so you don't even like there's a plus to it too you know like mm -hmm. the fresh air really is super beneficial that same podcast said like open up your windows for yeah. 10 minutes every day and I just like you don't think about those very small things that you could do so mm -hmm. that's something I try to do like we have two dogs so when I let them out in the morning like I whatever the weather is I try to just like get out there for a second and just like breathe and it yeah, really does like so wake you up better for you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's get into makeup products um, and facial products and all that good stuff, because I know you feel really passionate about educating women here and about mm -hmm. the toxins that are in it and the chemicals. So how have you figured out what's safe and what's not? And why are these chemicals in our makeup that we use every day so harmful to us? So there's really not a whole lot of regulation on like what uh, companies can put into these products and we are just putting dozens and dozens of chemicals on our skin every day not all of them are bad like mm -hmm. just because it's a chemical doesn't mean it's bad for you but there's so many toxic ones that are in our cosmetics hair stuff makeup all that and I'm not a hundred percent clean when it comes to all those products like I yeah. still have my favorites like one of my favorite hairlines is um Davinus and they use fragrance but they're free of everything else so I'm yeah. like okay it's you know it's kind of like a balance but and that's what it's all about. You have to find a balance. Yeah. Like. I love Necessaire. They make some good skin stuff, um, like body products. I like Salt and Stone as well. They do use a little bit of fragrance, but again, they're free from everything else. Um, when it comes to makeup, my favorite brands are definitely, I love Merit Beauty. They're like one of my favorites. Ilya is really great. They have an amazing skin tint. Mm -hmm. um, I also love Kosas as well. They make some good products. Um, and then when it comes to... Like skincare, Clearstem is actually my favorite brand. 
Um, they actually just sent me their products to try out like a year ago. And ever since then, I've actually been purchasing them yeah. like over and over. Just every month I have it on auto because they kind of combined um, clean skincare that's not toxic for you with like effective ingredients that it's still giving you like good skin. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like a bunch of random botanicals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just those are my favorite brands. And I think just reading labels is, is good, but there's some apps out there that you can utilize to kind of look at the toxicity level and like actually what the ingredients are linked to like health concern wise. It's so like think dirty is one of them, but I know there's like so many other ones out there. I think you can even go on like the EWG website. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many different like apps and things like that, that can, you can scan a barcode and it'll tell you. It's so scary that like the products that we use every day are filled with all these things because it's like everyone uses Windex, everyone uses Clorox, everyone uses all this makeup from like Sephora and Ulta. So it's yeah. like you just think it would be good for you and especially skincare. Like mm -hmm. immediately I'm not even thinking it's bad for me because it's supposed to be cleaning my face. Yeah. So it's just it's really messed up <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, but as for makeup, like I think that that's like the hardest one for women because – you know, when you walk into Sephora Ulta, whatever is right there in front of you, like you're going to, you don't even think about that. Yeah. Cause it's also trying to find like makeup that you like to use that looks yeah. good. That makes you, you know, feel good about yourself too, mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know. It's kind of a balance. I, I still definitely have a few products that are not from those brands that I still use. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, I just like this product, but I think again, just getting rid of, of like the majority of the toxic products yeah. is kind of what's best. Yeah. So we're talking a lot about eliminating toxins and avoiding toxins coming into our body. So how can we get rid of the toxins that we have in our body or that we had beforehand? Also, I know this is going to go into detoxing. Mm -hmm. So I want to touch on that as well, too. Yeah, so there's a lot of like very small daily practices that you can do. And I think that's something that we need to focus on doing like ongoing, like long term, because we, like I said, we're just exposed to so many toxins on a daily basis. Like even if you don't have like very high levels of a specific toxin, you're still going to be needing to like monitor or I guess like detox on a daily basis to keep those levels mm -hmm. um, like reasonable. But some of the things you can do is there's definitely, again, some supplements out there, but some of the more um, free and accessible things are one, just sweating, like get like you don't have to go in a sauna and like go crazy but like take a hot bath um make sure the bath water is filtered like don't yeah. say chlorine water it's not good for yeah. you but um just like taking a hot bath or even just like like working out or go to a hot yoga class or just get something to kind of get you sweating mm -hmm. um infrared saunas are great too that's going to be a really good way to get like water soluble toxins out of your body, um, supporting your lymphatic system with like lymphatic massage. I know it's been like a big thing with like a lot of people gua sha their face now and all that. Um, but like movement in general is important for your lymphatic system. So again, just exercise walking. That's why it's so great for us. Yeah. Um, and Moving when it comes, body, like. yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then just like reducing your exposure with like eating properly like buying organic when you can to reduce your exposure to like pesticides uh getting lots of high quality water in like spring water again you'll just eliminate toxins that way um flushing with water and then like supplement wise uh glutathione is really great mm -hmm. um charcoal zeolite clay any of those are really great as well yeah. just want to be careful you're not overdoing it because although charcoal can bind to a lot of toxins it can also bind to like vitamins and you know things that yeah. you need too so yeah. it's just again just being intentional with like all those products but there's definitely some things out there that you can do 
um, to help kind of detox that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that like when people think of detoxing, they immediately think of like a green juice. Yeah. Like, and like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, just cause you drank like, one green juice this morning doesn't fix all of that. It might help and it's not bad for you, but it's not completely fixing everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that should be like almost like a plus, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, I love that you brought up the sauna because I think that biohacking is like become such a popular thing recently, just like the red light therapy, the saunas, the cold plunge pool, like all of that mm-hmm. stuff is finally like becoming more common. And I like love that. Cause like, to me, like that's what I want to spend my money on. Yeah. I'm, like that's like a luxurious bag to me. I rather mm-hmm. have, you know what I mean? Like I, Same. that's how yeah. I feel. So I really um, relate to that a lot as well as the lymphatic drainage as well too i think that i like love that everyone washes and does it. i'm like a huge yeah. I, <laughs> I like such a difference. i like religiously do it every morning and night and mm-hmm. i notice like such a difference in my face like i just i feel the inflammation go away but i feel like people don't realize that like you know like you you have to be eliminating as well as avoiding you know it's, yeah it's, it's a little bit of both it is a little bit of both yeah so with that being said, like, how do we even know what toxins we had beforehand and mm-hmm. what do you have to say about toxic toxin testing and what we can do in that area? It's really challenging to kind of know what toxic burden you have just based off of symptoms because there's so much overlap. I mean, fatigue could be a symptom of like toxicity or something else or so it's really hard to base it off of like just symptoms and just exposure. Um, And I think also, too, when it comes to exposure, again, everyone has a different threshold on what they can detox and what they can't. Um, I know, like, kids definitely have a harder time detoxing those things because they're so little and, like, young. They get, like, so overburdened so fast. So um, I think this is where testing can kind of come into play. Um, I did invest in a toxic burden test um, this past year, and... It tested for mycotoxins, which was molds. It tested for environmental toxins and heavy metals. Um, It was really great because I did get to see some of the toxins that I had in my system. Like I actually had two very high levels um, of two molds that were really, really high. So I'm on like a low mold diet and taking (laughs) some binders. And now I'm detoxing a couple of heavy metals since this whole thing. But um, also when it does come to testing, if you're not limiting your exposure and things like that, like it's not really worth investing, I think, in a test if you're not, um, like eating a good diet, taking care of yourself, all of that, because if your body can't detox properly, like why, why bother, you know, mm-hmm. um, like investing in tests and all that. Yeah. So I feel like people don't even know that there's a test that you could do out there. Yeah. Like, I really didn't even know that was a thing until recently. Um, and the mold thing, like, don't feel weird about that because I've <laughs> actually heard that that is so common. Like, mm-hmm. and um, I've done gut testing and stuff. And that's something that she had brought up. She's like, you know, like something else that we could probably look into is mold, mold yeah. and, to- and I'm like, you get kind of freaked out, but it's like, I guarantee you that. 75% of people like are <laughs> we have something, of, yeah. something it's not our fault I mm-hmm. mean like we keep saying that it's just been like so common to use these products but um I think that you know if it's something that's accessible to you it's it's such a good idea yeah I don't think a lot of people know about it how do you think that toxins play a role in affecting our hormones and can you describe what testing your hormones can look like and what it will do for us 
So there's a lot of different things that can affect our hormones from a toxin perspective. Um, one of them definitely being plastics. I think that's one of the ones that's most talked about mm-hmm. is BPAs and microplastics. Those mm-hmm. can really mimic um, estrogen and they are endocrine disruptors. And that's not the only one. There's a whole list of them. Um, but they can really wreak havoc on your endocrine system. So that's why that's one of the biggest reasons you want to be avoiding plastics and avoiding as many toxins as you can just overall, because they do kind of mess with our body's um, way of like communication. So when it comes to testing hormones, it gets a little tricky because if you go to your doctor and they just order you a blood test, that's usually not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because women's hormones fluctuate so much throughout the month that if you don't go on the right day and you don't know what day of your cycle that you're going, it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think testing by blood is beneficial for some hormones, but not all of them. The test that I really love, and I've done it like three or four times now throughout my life with, within the past like five, six, seven years is the Dutch test by Precision Analytics. I love theirs. It's, um, a test you can do at home. It's just like a dried urine test and they have like all different ones. It can do over the course of like four days. They even have ones where you can do it over the course of 30 days. You can see your whole like hormone journey. It's wild. Yeah. But they give you like a really good breakdown or a really good overall picture of everything that's going on internally. And they even test like cortisol and some like neurotransmitters and things like that too. So Mm I think just hormone testing is a little tricky because if you just go to your primary care and say, hey, I want my hormones tested, you might not be getting exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. So do your research, find someone who's really educated in hormones. And if you um, you know, have the funds to put into something like a Dutch test, I would like definitely invest in mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And something else that I saw too um, was that like the with, back to the water filter mm-hmm. was that there was like estrogen in regular water. Yeah. And I like, I like I said, like I'm really into cycle syncing and estrogen was like the main thing that I was trying to limit and that like freaked me out. So I was like, oh my gosh, like the water I'm literally drinking even mm-hmm. has the estrogen in it. Like you just yeah. don't even think of that either. And I think for women, like they don't even realize that like t- as simple as changing out your candles, your makeup products, all these things can help out with your hormone balancing. And I think that there's a lot of people that don't talk about it, but it's such a common issue for a lot of us and Mm -hmm. um, like I'm fascinated with hormones like I I feel like I can never stop learning about it because I just like I know it affects everything for me like yeah so I think that a a Dutch test or whatever it is you have to do is so beneficial absolutely yeah and it really gives you like a whole like comprehensive picture and it'll give you the breakdown of like not just your levels but like how your body is processing estrogen like what Mm -hmm. type of estrogen because there's not just like one type like how is it being you know detoxed or is it not being detoxed properly Mm -hmm. um but some things you can if you do have high estrogen levels is doing cruciferous veggies Mm -hmm. supplementing with dim things like that sweating detoxing all that Mm -hmm. so i know we've kind of like touched on this a little bit but what do you suggest for people that are on a budget they're listening to this and they're like wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, but mm-hmm. it's just not in the funds to get a sauna, reverse osmosis, testing, you know, like what are the most convenient things that we could do? Yeah, I actually love this question because I think that people believe that living a healthy lifestyle and investing in their health comes with a big price tag and that has to be expensive and it, it really doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. I actually even emphasize to people that I'm working with is like, do the free things first before you even spend a dime do all the free things first so like getting morning sunlight in the morning that's going to help regulate your circadian rhythm it's going to help you start producing the 
uh, hormones that you need to produce in the morning to help wake you up, endorphins, all of that. So get 10 minutes of sunlight in your eyes in the morning, go outside. Um, walking for 15 minutes after a meal helps blunt the blood sugar spike. That's free that you don't have to buy a supplement. You don't have to like do anything. You can do that. Um, having a good uh, sleep routine, like making sure your bedroom is completely dark, put your phone on airplane mode, like put time aside to wind down before you go to bed. Um, kind of tapping into that, managing your stress. Um, I think our stress levels have a way bigger impact on ourselves than kind of, a, honestly, more than diet. Even if you yeah. can't change your diet, like manage your stress, get your mind right. Um, meditation, free. Breathwork, free. Those are like all my top things. And I think mm -hmm. they're some of them are even more important than diet and they are literally don't cost anything. So that's my take on what you can do. Yeah. And I love that because mm -hmm. I talk about journaling mm -hmm. and my morning routine literally almost in every episode. It doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Somehow I end up referring back to that and it's free. It takes 20 minutes. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, in, it's insane what that does for your day and your mentality and your stress levels because it is more important than diet really yeah like it really is and i think too that like you know there are cheaper things that we could do for non-toxic living like you know like herbs and oils and all that i mean like you know like i love that you're saying like start off with the free stuff first before you dive into all the crazy yeah fun stuff and you know if you do have the buck to do it then go crazy <laughs> and i think not it, everyone does yeah and i think even when it does come to higher managing your finances with that it's like where else are you if you have like disposable income like where are you investing it mm -hmm. is that more important than your health because yeah. i think investing yourself is the most important thing that you can invest in like it's the only home that you have forever and yeah i com so, yeah. i completely agree that like your body is a temple mm -hmm. and that's what i was saying earlier like would i love to have a nice expensive bag yeah but i rather spend a few hundred dollars on a sauna or mm -hmm red light therapy or something like to me that is just so much more beneficial yeah. it lasts longer it's better i don't know just i that's I how totally I feel so let's kind of switch gears here if you could go back and tell little melissa anything health related or not mm -hmm. what would it be one thing i would definitely tell myself is whether you think you can or you can't do something you're right either way I think that our mentality and our belief systems impact our lives so much more than we even realize. Um, so everything I feel like really has to start with like your mindset around something. And then one other thing that I would definitely tell my younger self is that health is not just what you eat and how you move. Like it's not just your diet. Like I used to genuinely believe I will be the healthiest person alive if I can just eat an impeccable diet and I'll be good. Yeah. Um, but really, like, how you think about yourself, how you sleep, the way you talk to yourself, um, just, like, how you experience life overall, like, your mental state and just, again, just how you talk to yourself, I feel like, has such a big effect on your biology and that, I don't know, our thoughts just kind of create our, like, physical health, too. Yes. I love all of that. So, <laughs> it's so true, though. And yeah. I think everyone could relate to that listening. And I think that if you do care about your body for whatever reason, it's like, you know, it is, you're obviously going through something and, you know, that's everyone's story. But it's just like that reminder that like, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be that serious or yeah. you know, like it really is. There's, it's about your mental, it's about your physical, your spiritual, emotional, all of that. And we're all unique and different. Yeah, and so. even when it how it applies to nutrition, like if you're going into a meal 
with high cortisol, you're stressed, you're thinking about the food, you're not enjoying the moment, you're not even going to digest, break down and assimilate those nutrients in the same way as if you just like took a deep breath and weren't stressed about the meal. Yeah, just just enjoy it. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. enjoying it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely like the piece that I like didn't have maybe like five or six years ago. Mm -hmm. Little 13-year-old Melissa, <laughs> gluten-free, would love to hear this right now. Yeah. Right. No, I relate to that, though. I I was the same way when I was younger, and I was, like, health-obsessed, but I don't – I I wasn't doing it in the healthiest way because I just didn't know better. Yeah. And, like, if I could go back and tell me to, like, just, like, relax and, like, get off Google and <laughs> yeah. chill, like, I, I just wish I could. Yeah. Okay. So if you could describe yourself as one food, what would it be and why? I still don't know. <laughs> and to our listeners, so I said that I would think that I'm an, an avocado because I'm hard and dark on the outside. And when you get to the inside, I'm creamy and I'm green and fresh and fun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why this is kind of me, but like, I think of like a date. <laughs> well, it's so, I was going to say something I mean, like similar to that. Like, I'm like, I kind of just feel like something like fresh and like nourish like nourishing like a fresh like berries or like literally a celery juice like not too basic but like that's I don't know like I love to feel cleansed yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know I'm just like very attracted to like those foods and yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're a celery juice. I know. I'm maybe a, a date. <laughs> maybe a date. Maybe a, yeah. I Actually, that used to be one of my favorite snacks. I would do yeah. medjool dates and celery sticks together because, like, oh. the electrolytes and the celery and the, yeah. Well, then that's, that's it. Perfect. That's yeah, yeah. All right, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on to McKay's Mindspace. I think the listeners are going to absolutely love these episodes and you're wicked smart, so knowledgeable, so inspiring, so relatable. And I just am so excited to keep seeing you do stuff on TikTok. And just thank you so much for coming on. This is well, great. Thanks so much for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>